Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OTs Get Paid podcast. This is episode 103, What to Do When You've Gotten Off Track. You know, I'm just really sad today. I texted my sister and I said, you know, I'm not in freeze. I'm not in a dorsal vagal state. I'm not depressed. I'm just sad. And really, I think that stems from feeling like an epic failure. And then I sent her a photo of a plant <laughs> that I am slowly killing. And I said, this plant is triggering the heck out of me. Now, I know what to do. I either tend to said plant. I can give the plant to a gardening friend. I can pitch it in the bin, I could compost it and return it to earth and embrace the circle of life. Nope. Instead, that plant represents my epic life failure, which equals sadness. Now, I'm laughing, but this is actually a true story of what happened this morning. And I am sad even though I'm making light of it because I'm not stuck in my sadness. And I decided to just own it. I feel like lately I've leveled up in many, many ways. I know that to be true. And typically when I level up, there is a spark or a zing, or a euphoria, or a relief. And I feel like it's an ascension of sorts. I believe change is good. And I know change is constant. What I do know right now is that I am not going easily into this new stage, into this new level. And strangely, and I can't explain it, I feel like I'm grieving the person that I used to be. So this is not the intro I had planned, but it's reality. And I'm going to talk about the reality of being an OT entrepreneur and owning an OT business with you. And it's funny because this topic was already planned for today. So the intro is on topic because this intro, this topic is also based in reality. And that is, what happens when you've lost your way? What happens when you get off track as a small business owner? In our last episode, episode 102, you heard how we slow down in many ways and automation in terms of marketing allowed us to grow. Now, it's not the same pace as before, I don't pretend that, but we still grew in revenue, we still made sales. If you've listened to episode 101 or 100, you'll know that we are continuing with fulfillment. We're still running our Road to 100K group and we have upcoming masterclasses. And we've had some new fun offers out there as well. At present, I'm also helping to build a new OT program for a friend's wellness company. And I'm seeing a few little people there to just light up my world. These decisions have been not easy to make because I have constantly preached being focused 
in your business and mastering your business, but it does allow me to feel ease. Because after years of not seeing little people in a clinical way, and after having built two, you know, plus six figure businesses, this is a zone of genius for me. This is easy. And when I see little people, I'm not sweating the small stuff, which is really lovely place to be. <laughs> what continues to be on my mind is sustainability of these businesses that we've created. And admittedly, my mind doesn't seem to be able to work the same way in the same capacity. Well, I would say going on a year now, but particularly since the summer, you will have heard me talk in, I think it's episode 100 about some of the health challenges I've been having and exploring different avenues of why that is. So let's summarize a little bit. Let's summarize about me having less capacity, exploring sustainability, wanting to feel in a zone of genius, and also just feeling off track lately and sad. And I really wanted to do an episode about how to get back on track or feel like you're on a track so that when the big sads come, <laughs> when the big crazy plant triggers you in a silly way, when you feel like an epic failure, even though I know logically I am not. What have I done that has helped me stay on track or helped me get back on track? I feel like I'm constantly getting back on track, if you know what I mean, like fall off, okay, get back on, fall off, okay, get back on. And so I made a list of a few things that I've been doing on the regular that have been very grounding, very organizing, and have acted as that rescue plan for when I feel like I've lost a bit of the track. I, I will say I know what the track is. That's one thing that we do really well at OTs Get Paid, and I know what the track is for my business. It's how to kind of get back on it. So here we go. I have six things to share with you that I've been doing to help get back on that track. The first is a journal that my daughter gave me, and it is called the Five Minute Journal, Intelligent Change. And on the front, it says gratitude journal, and I think it's like 25 bucks Canadian on Amazon. Or sorry, uh, the, what is it? It is, no, it's called the Five Minute Journal. And the essential practice behind this is, of course, gratitude. Because as we know, practicing gratitude is evidence-based. That allows us to boost positivity, it helps reduce anxiety, and it improves overall well-being. Years and years and years ago, when I was at McMaster University, which is one of the pioneering places for evidence-based OT education in a problem-based way, in an inquiry seminar, self-directed way, we were required in our 
mental one of our mental health we didn't have classes but in part of as part of our mental health curriculum to keep a journal and this was a big unit for us we were graded on said journal and it was our professor Joyce Trisonar who helped pioneer a lot of this as a reflective practice for OT educators and in fact the Alberta College of Occupational Therapy requires us to set our own learning objectives, if you will, each year based on core competencies. And the way that we continue to measure that each year is to show learning on that through reflective practice. So again, these are ways that we have integrated these into the OT world already to show just why I find this five minute journal to be so powerful and clearly evidence-based. Now it's, it asks a really amazing, it asks a few questions. And one of the questions it asks every day is what would make today great? So it asks, you know, what are your, what are your, what are you thankful for today? And then it asks what would make today great? And I love this question because it requires me to be very intentional on the day. Trust me, I want to write a, a checklist, <laughs> to-do list, a series of things to check off. Um, but it's it's not that, because my to-do list lives somewhere else. It is thinking behind the ability to carve out a day of connection to myself. So what do I need to do in order to feel connected to myself, to have that best day, a day that is great? For me, it's been getting outside, even 30 minutes, heck, even 20 minutes. Doing shoulder openers, for example, I have an old shoulder injury that always flares up. I'm making sure I'm eating protein at a certain meal, at, pardon me, at every meal. Uh, talking with a friend, connection has been a biggie, and hopefully not just through text, although that's certainly possible. You know, my sister does 30 minutes at her art table, some people are making sure that they light candles at dinner and have a nice quiet sit down dinner with their family another friend makes sure that she does meditation so again this isn't an overachieving situation today literally i put one and i said get outside and i did and i went outside for 37 minutes <laughs> And that was it. I mean, in the winter in Canada, that's like, yay me, okay? It is that simple, but it is a grounding activity that allows me to get back on track. I highly recommend either taking these questions or buying the five-minute journal. Um, I think it's fantastic. Number two, prioritization of home and work. We've been talking a lot about this in the Road to 100K. I love me a Trello board. I have a great Trello board system. In fact, I have thought after a certain, I often upload examples of my Trello boards into our Road to 100K and 100K Club groups. And sometimes I've thought about just selling them <clears throat> separately because I think my organization uh, is very strong and I've had them for years and I've had other team members and operations help me make them more robust. I've had feedback from marketers, etc. So um, I think they are great. And yet, <laughs> when I am off track, I tend to have little pieces of paper 
everywhere. So I know it's kind of like if I have rotten lettuce in the fridge, there's certain signs, like we eat a ton of fruit, but if there's rotten veggies in the fridge, I know that we're not having the best time. <laughs> we're not as organized as we could be. And for me, it goes from using Trello boards to putting pieces of paper everywhere. So a nice in-between that I started a couple of months ago and continue to use is just a journal with pen and paper. And I put the top three things that I need to get done at work and at home. And this is, again, prioritization, which never hurt anybody. You know, I've touted prioritization for a long time. And if you don't finish those three things, they go to the next day. You don't allow things to filter in. Now, of course, I was getting cocky. And as I was having more focus and feeling better on certain days, I'd be like, let's have four, let's have seven. I think one day I had eight, maybe nine. And I got through them and I'm like, I'm a rock star. And then whoop, I got back off track again. <laughs> so don't rush ahead. Please focus on these three things. Go back to a system that works for you and that encourages prioritization. Number three is another pen to paper or online task. And it is something that I built and it is called the weekly CEO report. If you are interested in this, you can go into podcast resources and you can click the link at the bottom of the show notes and it'll take you to a page with our resources. And one of them is called weekly CEO report. And this is a brilliant thing to do once a week. A lot of people do it on a Friday. A lot of people do it on a Monday. And it allows you to get into a flow state, focus and choose your word of the quarter, allow you to practice some gratitude, see who has helped you in community. It allows you to start looking at what your goals were and how far you've gotten in them, and as well allows you to manage your projects and what you need to do going forward. It is really an organizational tool and one place that allows you to record this. And I have them going back from years and years. You just copy and paste and do one the next week and copy and paste and do one the next week. There have been people in our programs in the past that have said this, because I, I teach this tool and I share this tool in depth with them, you are more than welcome to grab it for free. And we also have a podcast that should help you. And you know what? I don't have the number in front of me. It's way back in season one. And I think it's called, oh, nuts. Hmm. I'm scrolling right now. Date your CEO self, maybe. Maybe that's what it's called. And that's season one, episode 16. Um, that can help you work through the weekly CEO report. But people have said this was a game changer because it helped them organize in an objective and subjective way. There's a place for data and there's also a place for narrative. Number four, <clears throat> and helping me get back on track has been saying yes to new things. Again, it has been recorded in episode 100, some of the things I've been doing, like going back to my summer camp, um, babysitting my next door neighbors, little baby once a week, saying, uh, helping a friend open their OT department, which sounds scattered. And I'm actually not a scattered individual, but it's a reminder to lean into saying yes to things that just sound like they're going to light you up. If you feel that you need some of that spark and some of that juice and some of that creativity, then please say yes. I'm not, this isn't a lifetime commitment to these things. This is a what feels good right now, what feels like it would light me up. And it's saying yes. It's also saying yes to new partnerships, new collaborations, to being guests on people's podcasts. I saw somebody on TikTok the other day who is, um, 
identifies as an autistic small business owner and she's uh, selling some things at the one of a kind show and I reached and she just sparked me and I was like I want to have her as a guest on the podcast and I reached out and said yes that didn't feel like heavy to do marketing it felt like ooh, I was scrolling through TikTok by the way that didn't make the list don't do that on the regular <laughs> so what can you say yes to that feels like a new thing number five is detaching with love stupid plant <laughs> Why is this plant taunting me? And additionally is getting clear on why I am here, not just in my business, but in my life. And again, that is kind of a return that is reminds me of acceptance and commitment therapy. It reminds me of the importance of having a mission and a vision in your business and also looking what those values I've done that values card activity to see like, why am I here? What am I on the earth for? And then really learning again how to detach with love to the things that I think matter but don't. And I guess that would be a practice rooted in Buddhism. These two things have helped a lot. There's podcasts, there's online groups, <clears throat> there's therapy, there's a lot of, there's like an act card deck that I pull sometimes. I mean, there's a ton of resources. And if you want to know more, just send me a DM um, that help you really sort out your brain in a way so that you can show up with what matters. And number six is a, a return to a strategic plan. So as you can see, there have been some practical and some kind of more woo things, mental health things here, and I didn't really order them in any particular way. Um, this last one is a more practical, and I think it actually has a lot to do with being when this is going live, which is the end of the beginning of the end of the year. Um, and the strategic plan, again, is very grounding. A strategic plan is built into three year, one year, and 90 day goals. And then those 90 day goals, you can break them down and carry them over into your weekly CEO report. That's how those two documents work together. I have uh, a podcast which is the number one habit that makes money in your business season one episode 14 and along with that there's a download to a that is the guide and there's a template in there that allows you to build your own strategic plan and i don't find it overwhelming because there's plenty of days i don't look at my three-year plan plenty but something about looking about how far we've come even when i feel off track um, even if it's not this year, even if it was the year before or the year before, because if you do a strategic plan every year, you really will be able to see how far you've come. But I guarantee you, even if you didn't get everything done on your strategic plan this year, you'll be reminded, you won't be in the weeds, you'll be reminded of how much you have accomplished as an OT business owner and how much you were able to grow your business in ways that might get lost when you're feeling sads, mads on glads or simply off track. I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope that me continuing to share what's happening behind the scenes in a vulnerable way resonates with you all, makes you feel supported, normalizes this experience and brings you peace through connection, even if it is a Canadian sitting in the studio closet. <laughs> Speak.
talking for, in a sweatshirt <laughs> into her microphone. From my heart to your heart, I hope this helps you get back on track. Until next time. <laughs>